to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. How Hi. are you? So happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you, too. Um, here's the thing. Eli and I are doing a two-for-one. We just recorded our Friends Reunion podcast. Why are you shaking your head at me? You're destroying the magic of production. <laughs> well, I'm doing that so I can explain what we're about to do because okay. Eli's about to go out of town for a while. So we're doing these two episodes together. So we have one for the week you're listening to this, which mm-hmm. is next week. So we've already talked about what we have been watching. I'm, I'm using hand gestures as I'm explaining this, even though it's a podcast. What we have been watching on the previous episode. So what we're going to talk about right now is what we're going to watch in the next week. So... Eli, what are you planning to watch? Your uh, daddy's going away. Daddy's going away for a while. Uh, I like that to. Got weird. I that like got to real imagine. Weird, real I, quick. I like to imagine I'm the daddy of Hive Park. Nope. The big dad. No, stop saying daddy. <laughs> um, so I'm obviously not going to accomplish this in the next week, but I have decided my new thing I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the Best Picture winner from every Oscars starting from the beginning all the way through to the end. Oh, that's a really good idea. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. I wonder how many bad movies you're going to watch. That's what I'm wondering because the other day I was like, and I'll watch all these great movies and I was like, wait a minute, Green Book won. Yeah, Titanic Sur- won. Surely Green Book and Titanic are not the first or only. Bad movies bad to win. Movie. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, is Titanic a bad movie? Is Titanic a bad movie? Listen, do I enjoy watching it? Yes. It's is it a good movie? No. Incredibly high production quality. The yeah. last uh, 30 minutes are pretty good. When they're in the water, it's pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the ship starts sinking, it's a great movie. Yeah, when the ship starts sinking. Well, when I would say when the ship breaks in half, it especially becomes a good movie. Yeah, yeah. The whole axe thing with the lock—that's like a little overdone. A lot. I I could not rewatch any of that part. Um. Anyway, like the old couple <laughs> and the Monets and the children. Uh, go back and listen to our Titanic episode <laughs> where our producer yelled at us because we were screaming. <laughs> Please go back and listen to that one because that is the most that is the most we have ever emoted in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that. Um, I think I've probably seen 10, yeah. if that. Yeah. And so it's gonna be a bit. And so I've decided, like, if I do one a week, you know, maybe that'll take me a year to get through. Um, but I can. I feel like I can do it. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I like so, that. And then as I do that, I will let you know how it's going. Okay. And do you know what we should do? We should do that for Patreon. I, that would be a really fun. Oh, that would be a really fun podcast idea. I would do that. Would okay, do we'll that. get back to you. Um, Skyler was like, oh, "Can we?" Start? <laughs> he was like, "He was like, can we start from like 1970?" Because he like doesn't want to go back to like old timey. I, I know, I know. I mean, listen, I'm not qualified to do this podcast to begin with. Yeah. But what really disqualifies me from doing this podcast is like my I just don't enjoy old movies. Some I like some. What is old to you? Like, like forties and earlier. Oh, okay, Skyler doesn't also quote unquote doesn't enjoy old movies, and everybody you can come after him. He considers that pre nineteen ninety. He's just like if I it's pre nineteen ninety, that's an old movie. That was thirty years ago. He 
I made him watch C- Citizen Kane recently. Did he like it? He actually, he was like, okay, I can see the merit in it. Yeah. But like, that's the best he can do is that he can see the merit in it. Yeah. And I love old movies. I, d- I, I mean, there are some I do enjoy. Yeah. But man, Stephen will just turn on TCM and spend an afternoon watching it. And I can't. I'm with you. So what, but what about like old TV shows? I feel like you get into some old TV shows. I like like 60s, 70s. I Love Lucy. I Love 50s. Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Though I haven't watched I Love Lucy in a long time. Like I don't sit down and watch I Love Lucy anymore. Okay. I like having that on in the background. Like, that's a comfort show to me. I like when I'm getting ready for bed, I'll turn it on. I like enjoy that. But I I also am an old soul. And so, like, I get this about myself. I've been trying to make Skylar for years watch old musicals made into movies for me. Uh, with me and he does not care for them so like i made him watch fiddler on the roof which is my favorite musical of all time i love that movie it's like mm-hmm, 60s mm-hmm. and he was just like it's old so i do like fiddler on the roof it's so. really good i'm superior to skylar you are superior in this one way <laughs> um what are you going to watch okay so i this week i'm going to go see cruella <gasps> i'm so excited for okay I you were very nervous about it because of Emma Stone's accent. Yeah, and I've heard it's a very bad movie. You have? Yes. Haven't you seen all the jokes going around? No, about I'm it? so excited about to see her it. origin story. What about it? That her mom was run off a cliff by Dalmatians. Okay, but whose mom hasn't been run off a cliff? By why? Dalmatians? Why just let Cruella Deville be bad? <laughs> She doesn't need a reason to be bad. Look, Some people are just bad. Disney is bad at origin, it, it, villain origin stories. It, they just are. I like, they don't need to have give to up. empathize with everybody. I really like. I just no. don't. That's not. That's not what movies are. Their Maleficent origin story was good. I think that they've tried to recreate that over and over, and it yeah. doesn't work. I saw a tweet that was. Uh, it was a picture of Lady Cluck from Robin Hood. And it okay. was like, "Where's her gritty backstory?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that hard. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to go see Cruella okay. in a movie theater with popcorn and a Diet Coke. Oh, I'm excited And for strangers you. breathing the same air as me. Oh, okay. Just Meg's really excited got, about Meg's it. Meg's got some opinions. Yeah, I'm just excited. Are you bringing your children or are you going No, I'm going them? with a friend. I'm going to go see Cruella with a friend. You're not even bringing your kids? No. Is it not a kids movie? I, th- I You know, I took my kids to see... Beauty and the Beast and Lion King oh, and Jungle Book and they were all oh, so, so boring. Bored. So bored. But you know what I am going to watch with my kids? Mm. Lego Masters season two, which premieres tonight because we're recording this on June first. Where do you watch it? It's on Fox. Okay. So we'll watch it on Hulu afterward. We watched season one, early days of the pandemic. Ivy and I, and it was so good. It is such a good show. Okay. I loved it so much. Now my whole family's gotten into it. Stan says Lego Masters. Oh. He loves it. He's glued to it the whole time it's on. Oh, that's So that's going to be like our new thing, Lego Masters. Watching Lego Masters together as a family. And I'm going to watch the Jazz win more basketball games. Okay, so this might surprise you, lady. But I'm going to start watching the Jazz. Oh, playoffs is the time to start watching. <laughs> I know, but I haven't watched the playoffs in 20 years. Well, they're good this year. So I know 
That's why I'm yeah. one. Of, I'm one of those, and I don't oh, me care. Too. I'm unapologetically 100%. one of those. No. So who has time to be like a fan all season long, especially listen, for a team that's no. not good? I put in my time as a teenager. Yeah. I watched every GD game yeah. as a teenager, yeah. and I just was too involved. They broke my heart too many times, and then I gave up. Listen, being a Jazz fan has never been easy. Never been easy. This year. So the the games happened, whatever, the preseason. And I was like, apparently they're good now because Twitter keeps telling me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, when they get into the playoffs, I must start watching. And then the first game happened and I was like, I'm not ready yet. And so I was like, and apparently back in my day, the first um, round was five games. Now it's seven games. Did it used to be five? It was five back oh, in my day. Interesting. I, I said that some just somebody recently I'm like, oh, you know, best out of five, and then they'll go to seven. He's like, no, they changed it because money. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm extra glad I didn't get started. And so I was like, round two, Eli McCann's showing up for the Jazz, and then my husband will hate all of it. He will not support any of this, no matter what happens. He just doesn't like basketball. He. He is militantly against supporting sports because he sees sports. He sees the existence of sports as like as homophobic. Like he, thinks, <laughs> he thinks sports themselves, like the fact that there are sports is like homophobic to him. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, he's just like, well, it's already homophobic and now you're watching it. <laughs> So now, like, you're extra homophobic. And I'm like, Skylar. Because they're playing basketball? It's fine. Like, a lot of gay, like, a lot of, like, LGBTQ people, like, like sports in some form. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't get it. What about diving? Is So you've told me that diving is a gay thing. Yeah. Is it? Yes. All the, all the Olympians the, who are divers. Who's the Tom, what's his name? I'm supposed to go meet him soon. What are you talking about? Who, what? One of the divers who's in the Olympics. I don't know. I don't know their no. names. One of them who is in the Olympics. I'm supposed to go meet him at a thing re- soon. And Skylar was like, that's fine, but it's still sports. But like, oh, I think the Olympics are a little bit of an exception. I'm doing a very mean-spirited impression of yeah, Skylar. About, what about that figure skater, Adam? I don't rip on yeah i think he's annoying okay don't come at me that's in the comments. fine i, I know, don't care i think he's kind of annoying um, i don't think it's homophobic to think he's annoying i i i suspect that skylar mostly um makes an exception for the olympics okay he calls the olympics <laughs> recital <laughs> every time they happen he's like ah, i love olympic recitals <laughs> <laughs> you gonna watch a basketball match <laughs> Anyway, so yes, I'm tuning back into the jazz. Great. Anything else? No. Okay. Okay, so we got an email from a listener named Ryan, and he had some suggestions for what we should watch. One of them was Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, boy, no, I gotta, Mm -mm. I don't think I can do it. But his other suggestion was, I'm going to quote him here, good Jake Gyllenhaal films. I remember Eli saying he doesn't like Jake for some reason, and he can do no wrong in my eyes. Jake, not Eli. Sorry, Eli. So I wanted to recommend some of my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performances, Nightcrawler, Enemy, and Prisoners. They're all three kind of dark, so prepare yourself. So... We watched Nightcrawler based on Ryan's recommendation. Eli, what did you think? Woof. Okay. You didn't like no, it? No, 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 no. Amazing story. Yeah. Amazing story. I 
am not an action film person. I'm not. And you know that about me. Do you consider this an action film? Meg, there is a car chase scene at the end of this that goes on for like eight minutes that is so incredibly intense. Yeah. I wouldn't consider most of it an action film. No. So here's a question. What do you consider it? What genre does this movie fall Suspense, into? for sure. Suspense. Thriller. Thriller. I would call it a dark comedy. I would not call it a dark comedy. Okay. Um, there is a car chase scene, and normally, like, if you said, like, let me tell you about this film with a car chase scene, I would already be asleep by the end of that sentence. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't yeah. care. I was standing up yeah. and just like, oh my God. And it, it's like, it is so well done. Um, I think the story is really captivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I guess, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie about local news before. Yeah. And so that was really unique because like the whole entire movie is about this guy trying to get footage to sell to local news. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, oh yeah, like I can contextualize this with like what is happening around me and what I see and like people who I know who work in local news. And that was really fun. I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. You what? You really? Really? After watching I this, you think don't think he's a good actor? too much. He's too much. Oh, I disagree. Everything Jake Gyllenhaal does is too much. He's a cartoon. Skyler walked in the room. Skyler likes Jake Gyllenhaal, and he walked in the room, and he like watched for a couple, for like two minutes, and he was just like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, this is not your best role. Really? So you disagree, obviously. I thought he was great in this. You and know what this means. This means we have to watch the other two that Ryan <laughs> To really test it. <sighs> so next week we're and doing Enemy. I obviously went in with my own biases because like everything I've seen him in, I'm just like, I cannot stand him. Like he's so grating to me. Really? He's just annoying to me. And part of it he's is like- He's your Anne Hathaway. He's my Anne Hathaway. Like okay. the, the day after tomorrow, was that the movie that he did? I the disaster I, film? I know I saw that movie. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Oh, that was when I was, that's when I like finally turned off to him where I was just like, oh, you're not good at this. Like I, I can't. I, I can't watch you in things. And to me, he's he's similar to... Um, who's the guy from Parks and Rec? Adam Scott? No, 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 no. Adam McKay? Adam no, Scott. No, 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 no. Who also did, like, um, Jurassic World. Oh, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Like, he is my... He's another Chris Pratt for me, where, like, Chris Pratt early on, I was like, oh, I don't like you. Like, I don't like seeing you in things, and... I think you're obnoxious. I think you're an overactor. I think you're like too much in in your own head. And I think people are have just decided that you're good and so they want to like you and I'm not like I'm not sold on your charisma. And then now people kind of don't like Chris Pratt because he's turned out to be like a little bit weird and I'm like I told you he's not great. And so I feel like a lot of um, Jake Gyllenhaal is like that for me, hmm. where I'm just like, everybody is like sold on how handsome he is. Like, he is a beautiful man. Yeah. I am not attracted to him because I think he's so annoying that it, like the attraction has turned off for me, where I'm just like, I, you're grating. Like, you you overact. You're, you are too much of every role that you're doing. Um, I will say I think that this is the best thing I've seen him in, mm-hmm. but I still think it's too much. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Look, I'm here for Maggie. Maggie's great. I I just thought he was really good in this. And okay. I remember people talking about this performance as like, oh, maybe we should be paying more attention to Jake Gyllenhaal. Because mm-hmm. I think he had played handsome men before this. Yeah. And in this, he like lost 20 pounds. He's really weird. He's creepy. He's, he's a sociopath. Deeply unlikable. Yeah. And I, I thought he was good at it. And he like really leaned in in a way I really appreciated. Okay. All right. Well, what was your opinion of him right, going right, in? What was right, your opinion? All right. Uh, what was your opinion going into this? You know, I don't, I feel like I was pretty neutral. I know that he got mad at my sister-in-law Carson in New York because she was taking <laughs> a photo of him. And that's pretty much like the only thing yeah. that had influenced my opinion one way or the other. You know, yeah. he's just Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And I think this is the first leading role I've seen him in. I didn't see Brokeback. He's in Brokeback, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him in that. So I I've, I haven't had a ton of Jake Gyllenhaal experiences. And based on this, I think he's great. Okay. What What do you think about Riz Ahmed? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so he was outperforming Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, Riz Ahmed is incredible. He's incredible. And, like, I don't know how he wasn't on my radar until uh, The Sound of Metal this year. Mm. And now... Because you didn't see The Night Of. I, no, I didn't. Okay. And so, like, that was the... the the um, the um What did I just say? What movie? Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Thank you. Sure. The Sound of Metal was the first like exposure I had to him, and I think he's incredible in that. I really like him. He is a very handsome, and <laughs> yes. Um, yes, and and so in this, it was like really fun to see an earlier version of him in this. Yeah, and, like he's very much. It, it felt like Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman, like that character. Yeah, like the sidekick that is like obviously dumber than mm-hmm. the mastermind, mm-hmm. but is like going along with it and is like trying to like be a part of it and he plays that role so well and like you sympathize and empathize with him so much and i totally believed that he was that person who got caught up in this i i think everybody else in this was exceptional so i was reading about this movie and about the uh the part of rick which was mm-hmm. ahmed plays and they auditioned a lot of guys who played it as california surfer bum oh and then he came in and auditioned and he read much sadder uh-huh. and more desperate. And so they gave it to him. And I think that it transformed the entire movie. Really? So because I guess you don't. He doesn't seem like a sad character. He's no, no, but he does seem like a guy without a ton of choices. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just trying to get by. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, a surfer would just be more apathetic. Yeah. You know? Like, this is a guy who needs some money. Yeah. And finally, somebody has offered him a tiny amount of money. Like, he's, like, paying him, what, like, $50, $40 a night or something? Yeah, and, you know, the whole recession is an interesting yeah. part of the story and unemployment and how hard it is to find a job. And Jake Gyllenhaal can be such a terrible boss because yeah. there aren't jobs available. Yeah. But yeah, tiny amount of money. Yeah. Renee Russo. Is that the news? Yes. Oh, she's so good in this. So good. So good. What else has she been in? Oh, tons of stuff in the 90s. Okay. Um, 
every like Oscar-y adjacent movie Renee Russo has been a part of. I know I recognize her, but I like don't know what hold it's on, from. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. I'll IMDb it. Okay. Uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Gone too soon. Renee Russo. The Thomas Crown Affair. Avengers. Who's she in Avengers? I don't know. The Intern, Nightcrawler, Thor. Oh, she's in Thor. Um, I think Big Trouble. Wait, did you say weapon. Bill Pullman died? Yeah. Bill Pullman didn't die. Bill Pullman, didn't he die? No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> wait, did I miss a death announcement? And wait, I just Googled it. Who died? I don't, a lot of people have died. <laughs> no, who died? The guy that's in um, Twister. Oh, Bill Paxton? Yes, yeah, Bill Paxton not Bill in this. Paxton? Bill Paxton's the one. Sorry, Bill Paxton is at Nightcrawler, not Bill Pullman. Wait, Bill Paxton died? Yeah. When? A few years ago. Bill after Paxton. he was in The Circle, a terrible movie. Oh, poor Paxton. Was an American actor, died in 2017. Oh my gosh, how did I not know Bill Paxton died? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to break this terrible news to you. Let's talk he about what in, actually happens in the he movie. He was in Titanic. Okay, go ahead. Bill Paxton was, oh, <laughs> it all comes back. It always comes back to Titanic with us. <laughs> That's not funny. He died. Okay. So, all right. So the term Nightcrawler, did you know this? Because I didn't know no. this. I had no idea how no. any of this worked, which was part of why I think why I like the movie so much is because I learned, I love movies about people doing their jobs. You know yeah, that. Yeah. And this is like very much a movie about people doing their jobs as despicable as this job is. Totally. <coughs> Excuse me. So a Nightcrawler are these freelance photo, quote unquote, journalists who prowl around cities at night looking for news. They have police scanners. They find emergencies. They go and they film whatever's happening. Jake Gyllenhaal stumbles into this career one night because he sees other people doing it and he pulls out his phone. And And he's he's a grifter. He's a grifter. Yeah. He's willing to push more boundaries than everyone else, which is ultimately how he succeeds at this. And he sells his first piece of footage to a local news station. Um, and he starts becoming better and better, gets better and better equipment, and eventually uh, recruits Riz Ahmed to starts, be an assistant. Starts killing his competition. Uh huh. Yeah. That I, they, I I was like, wait, what happened? How did that guy die? And he, he did. It was an accident, but it was confusing. It was confusing. I think the implication was that he did something to the his competition's van to kill him. What, is that what you got from it? Because he went to the guy's house and he did something to the van oh, and then that okay. night something happened. I think I missed that. And Riz Ahmed was like, what? And he was like, let's move on from this. Yeah, because again, a psychopath. Yeah. Um, I say it's a dark comedy because all throughout this movie he's using like business jargon to Riz okay. Ahmed. He's saying things like synergy and like giving him like talky advice like yeah. boss advice in like kind of a funny way okay i don't know maybe i'm he's, a psychopath he's, myself he's definitely the jake gyllenhaal character is definitely like unhinged in a way that is just like i've never met anybody like you and yeah. he's repeating everything that he's read on the internet about business and how it works yeah and, and he's acting like he's running a legitimate business and trying to be like a legitimate mentor and boss but he's so 
uh, he's crazy. Like, he's a crazy person. And you can also see him be very charming when he wants to be. Yeah. Like, with people at the station, he knows how to turn it on. And, like, yeah. like a true s- sociopath. Yeah. Um, eventually, things start culminating where he is becoming more entwined in the crimes he's filming. Um, leading up to a murder at a home where he arrives before the police does. Mm -hmm. He walks through this home and he gets footage of the bodies and um, even the suburban driving away, he sells that for a ton of money to a station. Um, And it, you know, it's really exploring the boundaries between consumers, what consumers want out of their local news and what local news should and shouldn't be showing. Yeah. and then it ultimately culminates with a showdown police, which I won't spoil. Um, but it, it did, it, it it's a really interesting commentary on news as a business. Yeah. Um, when it turns out that the home where the murders happened was actually a home where cocaine was being stored and they choose not to report that because their whole angle is we want to scare the suburbs that gets more eyes on TV. It did make me think about how some crimes are reported on a lot. Yeah. um, And some are largely ignored because they don't affect white people living in the suburbs um, and how complicit I might be in the production of that news. Yeah. Um, in a way that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, honestly, we, we're going to spend months and months reporting on Elizabeth Smart being kidnapped, but like kidnappings happen all the time in other neighborhoods, and we're not going to hear anything about that. Yes, not Elizabeth Smart's fault. No, but like, what are we doing? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, it's it's an interesting exploration of those ideas and having Jake Gyllenhaal's psychopath character, who truly has no boundaries in what he's willing to do yeah was a really interesting way to tell that story yeah um some fun facts for you okay filming took place over the course of four weeks Mm -hmm. and had 80 locations whoa grueling how expensive was this eight million not very okay so and it premiered was it can I don't. I don't remember what festival it premiered at, and there was a bidding war between the uh, production wow. companies. Huh. And I think A twenty four got it. Was it A twenty four? I don't know, but it was like it was a very in demand. Um, it has a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Honestly, I did too. I'll um, say that. One thing that you're watching it and you're like, "What is happening?" Is the music seems mismatched. Like there's there's a scene where he's moving yeah. a body and there's like this like triumphant clarinet score and you're like what is going on? Yeah. I uh, after reading it turns out that the composer was writing the music to match Lou's thoughts. Lou, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh-huh. So it was supposed to be the narrative in his head where he thinks he's succeeding and he's doing things that are going to help his career when what he's doing is actually depraved so that's why you get wow. that mismatch i just don't know that that read right i don't think it, i i thought that too while i was watching it i was like this is weird i actually mentioned that to skylar as we were watching i'm like the music is very odd in this i guess like if i knew that going in it would be more interesting but yeah i don't think it's clear no watching it fresh right yeah and i'm like Ugh, like it's kind of like one of those things where indie movies do where it's like, you, you know, did you get it? Yeah. Did you get that? And it's like, well, if you wanted me to get it, you should have t- 
hold me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you don't have to hold my hand, but also it should make sense. Yeah. That's the one part of this movie where I'm like, no, sorry, but no. Yeah. I just don't think that's successful. Interesting. Other than that, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, I'd recommend it to people who are willing to people who are interested in the content like yeah i think it's a, a decent movie i really do yeah you just don't like jake gyllenhaal i don't like jake gyllenhaal so are we gonna watch are we gonna watch uh, enemy and see if you feel the same way i will keep trying jake gyllenhaal okay films. we've got two more to go okay <laughs> ryan thanks ryan yeah thank you um if you have a request please let us know you can email me meg at the beehive.com you can leave us a voice message using the link in the show notes um pl- please remember to leave us a good rating and review subscribe to our newsletter at hivemind.substack.com we'll be back next week to talk is it enemy or enemies enemy mm. we'll see you then welcome to hive mind i'm meg i'm here with eli hey eli how Hi. are you so happy to see you I'm so happy to see you too um, here's the thing. Eli and I are doing a two for one. We just recorded our friends reunion podcast. Why are you shaking your head at me? You're destroying the magic of production. <laughs> well, I'm doing that so I can explain what we're about to do because okay. Eli's about to go out of town for a while. So we're doing these two episodes together. So we have one for the week you're listening to this, which mm-hmm. is next week. So we've already talked about what we have been watching. I'm, I'm using hand gestures as I'm explaining this, even though it's a podcast what we have been watching on the previous episode so what we're going to talk about right now is what we're going to watch in the next week so eli what are you planning to watch your daddy's going away daddy's going away for a while uh, i like that to got Im- weird i that like got to real imagine weird real quick I, I like to imagine i'm the daddy of hive Park. nope the big dad no stop saying daddy <laughs> um so I'm obviously not going to accomplish this in the next week, but I have decided my new thing I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the best picture winner from every Oscars starting from the beginning all the way through to the end. Oh, that's a really good idea. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. I wonder how many bad movies you're going to watch. That's what I'm wondering because the other day I was like, and I'll watch all these great movies. And I was like, wait a minute. Green Book won. Yeah. Titanic won. Surely Green Book and Titanic are not the first or only bad movies bad to win movie. yeah i'm sure i mean is titanic a bad movie is titanic a bad movie Listen, do i enjoy watching it yes it's is it a good movie no incredibly high production quality the yeah. last uh 30 minutes are pretty good when they're in the water it's pretty Ooh, good yeah yeah as soon as the ship starts sinking it's a great movie yeah, when the ship starts sinking. Well, when I would say when the ship breaks in half, it especially becomes a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, the whole axe thing with the lock, that's like a little overdone. A lot. I, I could not rewatch any of that part. Um, anyway. Like the old couple. <laughs> and the Monets. And the children. Uh, go back and listen to our Titanic episode <laughs> where our producer yelled at us because we were screaming. <laughs> Please go back and listen to that one because <laughs> that is the most that is the most we have ever emoted in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that. Um, I think I've probably seen ten percent if yeah. that. Yeah. And so it's gonna be a bit and so I've decided like if I do one a week, 
you know, maybe that'll take me a year to get through. Um, but I can, I feel like I can do it. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I like so, that. And then as I do that, I will let you know how it's going. Okay. And do you know what we should do? We should do that for Patreon. I, that would be a really fun. Oh, that would be a really fun podcast idea. I would do that. Okay, do we'll that. get back to you. Um, Sky Skyler was like, oh, can we? St- <laughs> he was like, he was like, can we start from like 1970? Because he like doesn't want to go back to like old timey. I know, I know. I mean, listen, I'm not qualified to do this podcast to begin with. Yeah. But what really disqualifies me from doing this podcast is like my, I just don't enjoy old movies. Some, I like some. What is old to you? Like, like 40s and earlier. Oh, okay. Skylar doesn't also, quote unquote, doesn't enjoy old movies. And everybody, you can come after him. He considers that pre-1990. He's just like, if I mean, it's pre-1990, that's an old movie. That was 30 years ago. He, I made him watch C- Citizen Kane recently. Did he like it? He actually, he was like, okay, I can see the merit in it. Yeah. But like, that's the best he can do is that he can see the merit in it. Yeah. And I love old movies. I, d- I, I mean, there are some I do enjoy. Yeah. But man, Stephen will just turn on TCM and spend an afternoon watching it, and I can't. I'm with you. So what? But what about like old TV shows? I feel like you get into some old TV shows. I like like 60s, 70s. I love Lucy. I love 50s. Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Though I haven't watched I Love Lucy in a long time. Like I don't sit down and watch I Love Lucy anymore. Okay. I like having that on in the background. Like, that's a comfort show to me. I like when I'm getting ready for bed, I'll turn it on. I like enjoy that. But I I also am an old soul. And so, like, I get this about myself. I've been trying to make Skylar for years watch old musicals made into movies for me, uh, with me. And he does not care for them. So, like, I made him watch Fiddler on the Roof, which is my favorite musical of all time. I love that movie. It's like mm-hmm, 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, it's old. So, I do like Fiddler on the Roof. It's so. really good. I'm superior to Skylar. You are superior in this one way. <laughs> um, what are you going to watch? Okay, so I, this week, am going to go see Cruella. <gasps> I'm so excited. for. Okay, I you were very nervous about it because of Emma Stone's accent. Yeah, and I've heard it's a very bad movie. You have? Yes. Haven't you seen all the jokes going around? No, about I'm it? so excited about to see her it. origin story. What about it? That her mom was run off a cliff by Dalmatians. Okay, but whose mom hasn't been run off a cliff by why, Dalmatians? Why? Why? Just let Cruella DeVille be bad. <laughs> She doesn't need a reason to be bad. Some people are just bad. Disney is bad at origin, villain origin stories. They just are. I don't have to empathize with everybody. I really like, I just don't, that's not, that's not what movies are. Their Maleficent origin story was good. I think that they've tried to recreate that over and over and it doesn't work. I saw a tweet that was, uh, it was a picture of Lady Cluck from Robin Hood. And it was like, where's her gritty backstory? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that hard. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to go see Cruella okay. in a movie theater with popcorn and a Diet Coke. Oh, I'm excited And for you. strangers breathing the same air as me. Oh, okay. 
just Meg's really excited got, about Meg's it. Meg's got some opinions. Yeah, I'm just excited. Are you bringing your children or are you going No, with I'm them? going with a friend. I'm going to go see Cruella with a friend. You're not even bringing your kids? No. Is it not a kid's movie? I, th- I, You know, I took my kids to see Beauty and the Beast and Lion King oh, and Jungle Book and they were all oh, so, so boring. Bored. So bored. But you know what I am going to watch with my kids? Mm. Lego Masters Season 2, which premieres tonight because we're recording this on June 1st. Where do you watch it? It's on Fox. Okay. So we'll watch it on Hulu afterward. We watched season one, early days of the pandemic, Ivy and I, and it was so good. It is such a good show. Okay. I loved it so much. Now my whole family's gotten into it. Stan says Lego Masters. Oh. He loves it. He's glued to it the whole time it's on. Oh, that's So that's going to be like our new thing, Lego Masters. Watching Lego Masters together as a family. And I'm going to watch the Jazz win more basketball games. Okay, so this might surprise you, lady. But I must start watching the Jazz. Oh, playoffs is the time to start watching. (laughs) I know, but I haven't watched the playoffs in 20 years. Well, they're good this year. So I know that's why I'm one. I'm one of those, and I don't care. I'm unapologetically one of those. No. So who has time to be like a fan all season long, especially for a team that's not good? I put in my time as a teenager. Yeah. I watched every. GD game as a teenager and I just was too involved. They broke my heart too many times and then I gave up. Listen, being a Jazz fan has never been easy. Never been easy. This year... So the the games happened, whatever, the preseason. And I was like, apparently they're good now because Twitter keeps telling me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, when they get into the playoffs, I must start watching. And then the first game happened and I was like, I'm not ready yet. And so I was like, and apparently back in my day, the first um, round was five games. Now it's seven games. Did it used to be five? It was five back oh, in my day. Interesting. I, I said that some just somebody recently I'm like, oh, you know, best out of five, and then they'll go to seven. He's like, no, they changed it because money. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm extra glad I didn't get started. And so I was like, round two, Eli McCann's showing up for the Jazz, and then my husband will hate all of it. He will not support any of this, no matter what happens. He just doesn't like basketball. He. He is militantly against supporting sports because he sees sports. He sees the existence of sports as like as homophobic. Like he, thinks, <laughs> he thinks sports themselves, like the fact that there are sports is like homophobic to him. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, he's just like, well, it's already homophobic and now you're watching it. <laughs> So now, like, you're extra homophobic. And I'm like, Skylar. Because they're playing basketball? It's fine. Like, a lot of gay, like, a lot of, like, LGBTQ people, like, like sports in some form. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't get it. What about diving? Is So you've told me that diving is a gay thing. Yeah. Is it? Yes. All the, all the Olympians the, who are divers. Who's the Tom, what's his name? I'm supposed to go meet him soon. What are you talking about? Who, what? One of the divers who's in the Olympics. I don't know. I don't know their no. names. One of them who is in the Olympics. I'm supposed to go meet him at a thing re- soon. And Skylar was like, that's fine, but it's still sports. But like, oh, I think the Olympics are a little bit of an exception. I'm doing a very mean-spirited impression of yeah, Skylar. What about, what about that figure skater? 
Adam. I don't rip on. Yeah. I think he's annoying. Okay, don't come at me. In That's the comments. fine. I, I know. Don't care I think he's kind of annoying. Um, I don't think it's homophobic to think he's annoying. I I I suspect that Skyler mostly um, makes an exception for the Olympics. Okay. He calls the Olympics <laughs> recital. <laughs> Every time they happen, he's like, oh, I love Olympic recitals. <laughs> you didn't watch a basketball match? <laughs> anyway, so yes, I'm tuning back into the jazz. Great. Anything else? No. Okay. Okay, so we got an email from a listener named Ryan, and he had some suggestions for what we should watch. One of them was Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh boy, nope. no, I gotta... Nope. Mm-mm. I don't think I can do it. But his other suggestion was, I'm going to quote him here, good Jake Gyllenhaal films. I remember Eli saying he doesn't like Jake for some reason, and he can do no wrong in my eyes. Jake, not Eli. Sorry, Eli. Aww. So I wanted to recommend some of my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performances, Nightcrawler, Enemy, and Prisoners. They're all three kind of dark, so prepare yourself. So we watched Nightcrawler based on Ryan's recommendation. Eli, what did you think? Woof. Okay. You didn't like no, it? No, 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 Amazing story. Yeah. Amazing story. I am not an action film person. I'm not. And you know that about me. Do you consider this an action film? Meg, there is a car chase scene at the end of this that goes on for like eight minutes that is so incredibly intense. Yeah. I wouldn't consider most of it an action film. No. So here's a question. What do you consider it? What genre does this movie fall Suspense, into? for sure. Suspense. Thriller. Thriller. I would call it a dark comedy. I would not call it a dark comedy. Okay. Um, there is a car chase scene, and normally, like, if you said, like, let me tell you about this film with a car chase scene, I would already be asleep by the end of that sentence. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't yeah. care. I was standing up yeah. and just like, oh, my God. And it, it's like, it is so well done. Um, I think the story is really captivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I guess, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie about local news before. Yeah. And so that was really unique because like the whole entire movie is about this guy trying to get footage to sell to local news. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, like. I can contextualize this with like what is happening around me and what I see and like people who I know who work in local news and that was really fun. I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. You what? You really? Really? After watching this, you don't think he's a good actor? Much. He's too much. Oh, I disagree. Everything Jake Gyllenhaal does is too much. He's a cartoon. Skyler walked in the room. Skyler likes Jake Gyllenhaal, and he walked in the room and he like watched for a couple for like two minutes, and he was just like. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, this is not your best role. Really? So you disagree, obviously. I thought he was great in this. You and know what this means. This means we have to watch the other two that Ryan <laughs> To really test it. <sighs> so next week we're and doing Enemy. I obviously went in with my own biases because like everything I've seen him in, I'm just like, I cannot stand him. Like he's so grating to me. Really? He's just annoying to me. And part of it he's is like- He's your Anne Hathaway. He's my Anne Hathaway. Like okay. the, the Day After Tomorrow, was that the movie that he did? I the disaster I, film? I know I saw that movie. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Oh, that was when I was, that's when I like finally turned off to him where I was just like, oh, you're not good at this. Like I, I can't. I, I can't watch you and things. And to me, he's 
He's similar to um, who's the guy from Parks and Rec? Adam Scott. No, 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 no. Adam McKay. Adam no, no, Scott. No, 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 no. Adam Scott. Who also did like um, Jurassic World? Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Like he is my. He's another Chris Pratt for me. Where like Chris Pratt early on, I was like, oh, I don't like you. Like I don't like seeing you in things and. I think you're obnoxious. I think you're an overactor. I think you're like too much in in your own head. And I think people are have just decided that you're good and so they want to like you and I'm not like I'm not sold on your charisma. And then now people kind of don't like Chris Pratt because he's turned out to be like a little bit weird and I'm like I told you he's not not great. And so I feel like a lot of um, Jake Gyllenhaal is like that for me, mm. where I'm just like, everybody is like sold on how handsome he is. Like, he is a beautiful man. Yeah. I am not attracted to him because I think he's so annoying that it, like the attraction has turned off for me where I'm just like, I, you're grating. Like you, you overact. You're you are too much of every role that you're doing. Um, I will say I think that this is the best thing I've seen him in, mm-hmm. but I still think it's too much. Who hurt you? <laughs> Look, I'm here for Maggie. Maggie's great. I I just thought he was really good in this, and okay. I remember people talking about this performance as like, oh, maybe we should be paying more attention to Jake Gyllenhaal because mm-hmm. I think he had played handsome men before this. Yeah, and in this, he like lost twenty pounds. He's really weird. He's creepy. He's, he's a sociopath. Deeply unlikable. Yeah, and I I thought he was good at it, and he like really leaned in in a way I really appreciated. Okay. All right. Well, what was your opinion of him right, going right, in? What was right, your opinion? All right. Uh, what was your opinion going into this? You know, I don't I feel like I was pretty neutral. I know that he got mad at my sister-in-law Carson in New York because she was taking a photo of him and that's pretty much like the only thing yeah. that had influenced my opinion one way or the other. You know, yeah. it was just Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And I think this is the first leading role I've seen him in. I didn't see Brokeback. He's in Brokeback, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him in that. So I I've, I haven't had a ton of Jake Gyllenhaal experiences. And based on this, I think he's great. Okay. What What do you think about Riz Ahmed? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so he was outperforming Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, Riz Ahmed is incredible. He's incredible. And, like, I don't know how he wasn't on my radar until uh, The Sound of Metal this year. Mm-hmm. And now, because you didn't see the night of, I no, I didn't. Okay, and so like that was the 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 um, the what did I just say? What movie? Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> the Sound of Metal was the first like exposure I had to him, and I think he's incredible in that. I really like him. He is a very handsome, <laughs> and. Yes. Um, Yes. And and so in this, it was like really fun to see an earlier version of him in this. Yeah. And like he's very much, it, it felt like Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman, like that character. Yeah. Like the sidekick that is like obviously dumber than mm-hmm. the mastermind, mm-hmm. but is like going along with it and is like trying to like be a part of it. And he plays that role so well. And like you sympathize and empathize with him so much. And I totally believed that he was that person who got caught up in this. I I think everybody else in this was exceptional. So I was reading about this movie and about the uh, the part of Rick, which Riz mm-hmm. Ahmed plays, and they auditioned a lot of guys who played it as California surfer bum. Oh, 
And then he came in and auditioned and he read much sadder uh-huh. and more desperate. And so they gave it to him. And I think that it transformed the entire movie. Really? So, because I guess you don't, he doesn't seem like a sad character. He's no, no, but he does seem like a guy without a ton of choices. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just trying to get by. Yeah. Um, whereas like a surfer would just be more apathetic. Yeah. You know? Like this is a guy who needs some money. Yeah. And finally somebody has offered him a tiny amount of money. Like he's like paying him what, like fifty, forty dollars a night or something. Yeah, and you know, the whole recession is an interesting yeah. part of the story and unemployment and how hard it is to find a job and Jake Gyllenhaal can be such a terrible boss because yeah. there aren't jobs available. Yeah. But yeah, tiny amount of money. Yeah. Renee Russo. Is that the news? Yes. Oh, she's so good in this. So good. So good. What else has she been in? Oh, tons of stuff in the 90s. Okay. Um, Every like Oscar-y adjacent movie Renee Russo has been a part of. I know I recognize her, but I like don't know what hold it's on. from. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I'll IMDB it. Okay. Uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Gone too soon. Rene Russo. The Thomas Crown Affair. Avengers. Who's she in Avengers? I don't know. The Intern. Nightcrawler. Thor. Oh, she's in Thor. Um, I think Big Trouble. Wait, did you say weapon. Bill Pullman died? Yeah. Bill Pullman didn't die. Bill Pullman. Didn't he die? No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> wait, did I miss a death announcement? And I just Googled it. Who died? I don't. A lot of people have died. <laughs> no, who died? The guy that's in um, Twister. Oh, Bill Paxton? Yes, yeah, Bill Paxton. Not Bill, in this. Paxton? Bill Paxton's the one. Sorry. Bill Paxton is at Nightcrawler, not Bill Pullman. Wait, Bill Paxton died? Yeah. When? A few years ago. After he was in The Circle, a terrible movie. Oh, poor Paxton. Was an American actor, died in 2017. Oh my gosh, how did I not know Bill Paxton died? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to break this terrible news to you. Let's talk about what actually happens in the movie. He was in Titanic. Okay, go ahead. Bill Paxton was... Oh, (laughs) yeah. It all comes back. It always comes back to (laughs) Titanic with us. (laughs) That's not funny. He died. Okay, so... All right, so the term Nightcrawler, did you know this? Because I didn't know this. I had no idea how any of this worked, which was part of why I think why I like the movie so much is because I learned, I love movies about people doing their jobs. You know that. Yeah. And this is like very much a movie about people doing their jobs, as despicable as this job is. Totally. (coughs) Excuse me. So a Nightcrawler are these freelance photo, quote unquote, journalists who prowl around cities at night looking for news. They have police scanners. They find emergencies. They go and they film whatever's happening. Jake Gyllenhaal stumbles into this career one night because he sees other people doing it and he pulls out his phone. And And he's he's a grifter. He's a grifter. Yeah. He's willing to push more boundaries than everyone else, which is ultimately how he succeeds at this. And he sells his first piece of footage to a local news station. Um, 
and he starts becoming better and better, gets better and better equipment, eventually uh, recruits Riz Ahmed to starts, be an assistant. Starts killing his competition. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I, they, I, I was like, wait, what happened? How did that guy die? And he, he did, it was an accident, but it was confusing. It was confusing. I think the implication was that he did something to the his competition's van to kill him. What, is that what you got from it? Because he went to the guy's house and he did something to the van. Oh, and then that okay. night something happened. I think I missed that. And Riz Ahmed was like, what? And he was like, let's move on from this. Yeah, because again, a psychopath. Yeah. Um, I say it's a dark comedy because all throughout this movie he's using like business jargon to Riz okay. Ahmed. He's saying things like synergy and like giving him like talky advice, like yeah. boss advice in like kind of a funny way. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm he's, a psychopath he's, myself. He's definitely the Jake Gyllenhaal character is definitely like unhinged in a way that is just like I've never met anybody like you. And yeah. he's repeating everything that he's read on the internet about business and how it works. Yeah. And, and he's acting like he's running a legitimate business and trying to be like a legitimate mentor and boss. But he's so uh, he's crazy. Like he's a crazy person. And you can also see him be very charming when he wants to be. Yeah. Like with people at the station, he knows how to turn it on and like yeah. like a true sociopath yeah um eventually things start culminating where he is becoming more entwined in the crimes he's filming um leading up to a murder at a home where he arrives before the police does Mm -hmm. he walks through this home and he gets footage of the bodies and um even the suburban driving away he sells that for a ton of money to a station um, and it, you know, it's really exploring the boundaries between consumers, what consumers want out of their local news and what local news should and shouldn't be showing. Yeah. Um, and then it ultimately culminates with a showdown with police, which I won't spoil. Um, but it, it did. It, it It's a really interesting commentary on news as a business. Yeah. Um, when it turns out that the home where the murders happened was actually a home where cocaine was being stored and they choose not to report that because their whole angle is we want to scare the suburbs that gets more eyes on TV. It did make me think about how some crimes are reported on a lot. Yeah. um, And some are largely ignored because they don't affect white people living in the suburbs um, and how complicit I might be in the production of that news. Yeah. Um, in a way that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, honestly, we, we're going to spend months and months reporting on Elizabeth Smart being kidnapped, but like kidnappings happen all the time in other neighborhoods, and we're not going to hear anything about that. Yes, not Elizabeth Smart's fault. No, but like, what are we doing? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, it's it's an interesting exploration of those ideas and having Jake Gyllenhaal's psychopath character, who truly has no boundaries in what he's willing to do yeah was a really interesting way to tell that story yeah um some fun facts for you okay filming took place over the course of four weeks Mm -hmm. and had 80 locations whoa grueling how expensive was this eight million not very okay so and it premiered was it can I don't. I don't remember what festival it premiered at, and there was a bidding war between the 
uh, production wow. companies. Huh. And I think A24 got it. Was it A24? I don't, I don't know. But it was like, it was a very in demand. Um, it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, honestly. I did too. I'll um, say that. One thing that you're watching it and you're like, what is happening is the music seems mismatched. Like there's there's a scene where he's moving yeah. a body and there's like this like triumphant clarinet score and you're like what is going on? Yeah. I uh, after reading it turns out that the composer was writing the music to match Lou's thoughts. Lou, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh-huh. So it was supposed to be the narrative in his head where he thinks he's succeeding and he's doing things that are going to help his career when what he's doing is actually depraved so that's why you get wow. that mismatch i just don't know that that read right i don't think it, i i thought that too while i was watching it i was like this is weird i actually mentioned that to skylar as we were watching i'm like the music is very odd in this i guess like if i knew that going in it would be more interesting but yeah i don't think it's clear no watching it fresh right yeah and i'm like Ugh, like it's kind of like one of those things where indie movies do where it's like, you, you know, did you get it? Yeah. Did you get that? And it's like, well, if you wanted me to get it, you should have told me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you don't have to hold my hand, but also it should make sense. Yeah. That's the one part of this movie where I'm like, no, sorry, but no. Yeah. I just don't think that's successful. Interesting. Other than that, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, I'd recommend it to people who are willing to people who are interested in the content like yeah i think it's a, a decent movie i really do yeah you just don't like jake gyllenhaal i don't like jake gyllenhaal so are we gonna watch are we gonna watch uh, enemy and see if you feel the same way i will keep trying jake gyllenhaal okay films. we've got two more to go okay <laughs> ryan thanks ryan yeah thank you um if you have a request please let us know you can email me meg at the beehive.com you can leave us a voice message using the link in the show notes um pl- please remember to leave us a good rating and review subscribe to our newsletter at hivemind.substack.com we'll be back next week to talk is it enemy or enemies enemy Mm. we'll see you then